Blog Talk Radio. Hey, what's up? It's your homegirl, Complex Angel, and I'm the Vibe. And it's your girl, Queen K. I'm the Vision. And welcome back to another episode of Queens with Vibes and Vision. So, Queen K, how was your weekend? It's been pretty good. Pretty good. Um, I haven't really been doing too much of nothing, really. Just, uh, just kind of like uh, relaxing a lot. Um, I hung out yesterday, which I shouldn't. Y'all, Queen K, do not hang out. I ain't getting in the house at three thirty, and I felt every bit of that. <laughs> I, I am not, I'm not young no more. How I, how I think in my head. Um, but uh, just, just peaceful, pretty much. Nothing to complain about. God revealed a few things to me, and He's ordering my steps right now with some big steps that I'm trying to take with my life. So I'm thankful. Um, me and my kids, you know, we're still here. So hey, He allowed me to see another day. He allowed them to see another day. We are healthy. Um, we got everything that we need, everything, some of our wants sprinkled in there, too, so I can't complain. You know, he gave me another day. So, yeah, how about you? It's been a real good week. Um, getting ready to leave to go to Atlanta tomorrow. I'll be back on Ooh. Thursday. Um, I did a poetry event live uh, last week. Um, you know, shout out to Soul Sessions. Uh, you know, they needed somebody to fill up the slot that day, and I'm like, I can. It was dope. And, uh what else did I do? Still been meditating, still been coloring. Uh, haven't really yeah. went anywhere, oh. but, you know, just looking forward to this trip. So I can't complain. Okay. okay. All right, y'all. Without further ado, we're going to jump right on into the A.O. King and Queen quote for the week. Um, okay, so one of them is actually <laughs> is actually from Complex's coloring book, okay, but it was dope, and I liked it, so I said it's going to be a quote. So it says, a candle loses nothing by lighting another candle. And at first, I'm like, what? What's it? But then I thought about it, y'all. It's okay for us to uplift and motivate each other. We don't lose anything because what's for us is going to be for us regardless. If you take a minute to stop and support somebody, to stop and motivate somebody, to stop and just light somebody's day, it's okay to do that because you lose nothing at all because, like I said, if it's going to come to you, it's going to come to you, you know. Nobody can take that from you, all right. And then my second one, y'all, I have to go back to Pinterest. Um, this one simply says, if it's out of your hands, it deserves freedom from your mind too. Y'all, once we take our hands off of it and give it to God, we shouldn't still be worrying about it. I know it's easier said than done because I'm still battling with this. But this quote hit hard for me because it's just like, what more can I do once I've taken my hands off of it? If I'm going to pray about it, why am I worried about it? Those two things don't go hand in hand. So I have to make sure that once I release it and give it to God, that I'm taking off full control because at the end of the day, I'm still trying to fight this battle or you know, figure stuff out on my own. No, I gave it to the man who could do it all. Let me sit back and let him do it, give him his praise and his thank you for it, and just be it. It shouldn't occupy space in my mind because we go through a lot in the day. I don't need something from last week or last month to still be in my mind processing. So yeah, let it go, y'all, and we stop. Okay, uh, so that is my um, A.O. King and Queen quote. Y'all, we're going to jump right into the Queen K Slay Tips for Hair for the week. Um I'm on a journey to grow my hair out, so I've been investing in a lot of little tips and tricks to kind of help me. Um, One thing I know is that everybody's hair and what you use, it changes. You know, it changes just like your body. What you put in your body, 
you you know it it it, it determines how your hair growth is. But what I found out, like this one little thing that I found out is that I've been shampooing my hair wrong. You guys, I don't, I didn't notice, but Complex told me about the oil thing. But you're actually supposed to detangle your hair and then put it in sections and wash your hair in sections. Especially if you have a natural curl pattern. This will stop you from uh, um, knotting your own hair up, causing more breakage by just, you know, because when, we, when we're scrubbing, we're actually creating little knots. Because I know for me, I know that my hair is more nappier when I, you know, after I wash it than when it is when I first go under the water. So we're actually creating more knots. So that's why they say, like, use a little scrub brush little scalp uh, scraper when you're doing your hair, but detangle first on dry hair. Make sure you detangle it out good, starting from ends and work your way up to the roots. Part your hair in four sections and wash each section and use that, that you know, that scalp scraper and make sure you're brushing through your hair at all times. It helps. It'll reduce the breakage, and you got your scalp will feel better because I know I was hurting myself, but, you know, I'm yeah. sure headed. So that is my... <laughs> Queen Tay, Queen Tay, I'm sorry, y'all. Queen K Slay Tips for Hair. All right, y'all, we're okay. going to jump right into that, um, oh, Lord, that season T for the soul topic, Complex, what is it tonight? It's okay. Our tongue is all fucked up today. So, Girl. Huh. <laughs> and, and as I say that, we're about to get dragged tonight, so we are dissecting Forgiveness University. F you. Okay. We're about to get dragged tonight. So um, mm. me and Queen K decided to uh, just, like, because it was, like, how many videos in that series? I think, like, eight. So, like, we just took well, two. Of the, it, was a, it was a long <laughs> one. It was a long one. But yeah. we decided to take two of each series that hit close to home to us. And, like, you know, we said we would uh, ask questions out of there. So, my aspect is grudge belt. And my first question is, um, Pastor Mike Todd stated, offense is the gateway to unforgiveness. Do you think we get easily offended because we think people will be as loyal to us as we are to them? Yes. That is the misconception that we all have. We feel like whatever we give out there, people should reciprocate, and that does not happen. Everybody is not on your same wavelength. Like, everybody is not thinking how you think. So we get offended when they don't do for us like we do for them. And we could give just selfishly. Like we could just say, okay, yeah, here you go, sure. But then when we need mm-hmm. a favor or we're down on our luck, we expect them to have our back with the same quickness and urgency as we do for them, and it doesn't happen. So then that's when right. offense come in, and I'll be mad at you. And it's a whole bunch of other emotions that come behind that. But I really think the root of it is the fact that we expect people to be how we are, and that's not the case. Mm, yeah. I definitely agree with you. And I also think that we were blinded by the saying, treat people how you want to be treated. But Ooh, yes. what we don't realize is that, you know, um, as a giver, as a people pleaser, as a nice person, you're going to draw both healers and people that need you towards you. And people that need you can be energy drainers. And like Queen K said, you know, like when you think that you're you're giving selfishly, like, you know, like with not not wanting anything in return, you're just giving, and you want that person mm-hmm. to reciprocate it back, and they don't, you do get easily offended. And it can also blind your trust to, like, when someone genuinely comes along that is really trying mm. to be there for you, you tend to think the worst of them. <laughs> because it's yeah. like, 
the energy the energy drainers they they know how to manipulate and they know what to say to keep you, you know what I'm saying, continuously giving because they want that access to you. They gaslight you to make yeah. you think like, well, no, you know, I wasn't trying to take advantage and everything like that. It, it, they just know what to say. And it's like mm-hmm. you get into this habit like where you see some, when you meet somebody and you just always think that this person is going to be like the last, whether it's a friend, a relative, you know, a boyfriend, you just – they tend to think like, okay, if I say no, it's going to be a problem, or if if I give so mm-hmm. much, they're not going to see it. But for some reason, we still continue to do it because I know for me, mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, if I give and give, you know, maybe you'll see me one day. But hell no, I have mm-hmm. to see myself. <laughs> so, Girl, um, come on now. That uh, goes into my next question. If you are trying to grow apart from getting easily offended, angry, and holding grudges. Is it best to separate yourself from others who act like this or still hang around them and just don't confide in them as much? Oh, I think in order to grow, you have to change your group. Um, If you're constantly being around people that's angry and that, you know, that that take offense and run with it and you, you, you still subconsciously, act that same way like I really I strongly believe like sometimes birds of a feather flock together I mean because if you're constantly around a person you're going to pick up those ways and you're not even going to realize that you're doing them but it's just because Mm -hmm. this is what you see mimic like I know as adults we all be like oh I'm not no follower I'm a leader no if you hang around a group of people that's all like my mom used to always say if you hang around five broke people guarantee you the six one like that's just how it is. All y'all mentality, all y'all mentality is stuck on the same thing. Even if you're trying to elevate yourself, you won't be able to in that group because they'll constantly yes. bring drama to you. Like you can try yes. to like stay with them and limit what you say, but point you're gonna want to pull apart from them because you're gonna see that that friendship no longer serves you. That relationship no That's longer right. serves you in the way that you need to grow. So you're gonna move yourself away from it. You're gonna evolve and push forward onto somebody else. Like. I just read a quote like that said, like, we need to surround ourselves with like-minded people, not just people. Like, we need to be around people that's talking about good things and God and growing and goals and manifestation, not people that still hustling. I mean, you know, I ain't, I ain't against no hustlers, but, you know, but not people that's talking about the opposite thing is what I'll say. If it's mm-hmm. opposite from what our dreams and passions are, then we need to elevate and reevaluate our circle. We really do. Yeah. yeah. I agree with everything that you just said. I I, I definitely think it's, it's, it's best to go apart from people that, that you're trying to grow from. Like, you can love them from a distance if they want to reach out mm-hmm. and, like, you know, like they, they they really want some help. Oh, you know what I'm saying? My, my door is yeah. open. But I can't hang around that anymore because I am trying to grow. And I laugh when you said you'll become the sixth one because I used to hang around some people <laughs> that knew how to get to a dollar but knew how to spend it real quick. And I feel like three days later when I get paid, I'm fucking broke. And I'm like, I laugh because it's so, it's so true. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you have to want to get better, but it's like we be thinking that we owe our loyalty to people. You know, like I'll be watching Ballers mm-hmm. on HBO and uh, I think his name was Vernon. You know, he, he got a $12 million deal with the football, like a signing deal with one of the, um, I forget, I think I think the da- Cowboy, it's Dallas Cowboys, whatever. But you know, like it's it's, mm-hmm. it's not for real. But the scenario was like he got 
signed, like, you know, he got a $12 million um, signing bonus, and he brought his whole family along. And he was, like, basically needing advances within his first year because he was just giving them everything. And it's like everyone can't go with you to the next level. And sometimes that means family as well. You know, like when you're trying to grow, it's like you got all these people mm-hmm. anchoring you down. So, like, if you're trying to grow from anger and holding grudges and stuff, like Queen K said, even if you even if you isolate yourself from them, they're going to still bring drama to you because you're still yeah. going to allow it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're still going mm-hmm. to allow it. Like, me, now that I'm at a more woke level, I'm starting to see in certain people, like, okay, damn, that's how I used to be. I don't know if I can hang out with that, you know, anymore. And it's like you become content with just being by yourself at times. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. it is what it is. And, you know, I just ask God to bring like-minded people around me. So thank you for answering that. Um, no my next question is, do you think forgiveness is easy when there is no apology? No. Uh, <laughs> forgiveness in itself is not easy, even if they do apologize, because you're in your head then. You're like, oh, they don't really mean it. They're just doing it because they want this. You know, they just want me to stay in their corner. So forgiveness itself is not easy. I know that God forgives us on daily basis. Like, I, I be telling him, look, God, I know I, I messed up here. Can you forgive me? And he, you know, he does, like, easy, you know. He just don't want me to keep making the same mistake. But us as humans, it's harder mm-hmm. for us to forgive people, especially if a, an apology is not connected to it, because then you don't think, oh, so you don't, you don't feel sorry for what you just did. You didn't acknowledge the pain that you caused me. You didn't acknowledge the hurt. So that means you're going to keep doing it. And, you know, that will stick with you. So I feel like it's definitely hard to forgive without an apology because, I know I can't do it. If you don't acknowledge what you, I know, well, I, I, I'm going to say this. I know I can't do it, but I know I, if I keep on working towards it, I can because it's only holding on to stuff. Like, I'm trying to work on me, y'all. And Forgiveness University really got me together because I had to rewatch some of the episodes just to get <laughs> these questions. And, but, um, yeah, it's hard to do without a problem because you didn't acknowledge what you did to me. You know, you didn't yeah. you didn't acknowledge that hurt, that pain, and that's what I'm holding on to. That's why I want you to say, hey, I did that to you. I apologize. Even though I'm still going to be in my head, even with the apology, like maybe they're not mm-hmm. tripping. I'm working on me, y'all. I'm a work in progress. I don't know who else can, you know, agree with me, but I'm still going to be in my head, even with the apology. Forgiveness is not an easy thing for me. What about you? Um. I think forgiveness is, is not easy when there's no apology because I know for me, when I didn't get an apology on certain things, I I found myself pondering and trying to find the answers for myself. Mm-hmm. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm a person that I can I can think the worst. You know, I'm my worst critic, so I can't think the worst. But you have to be able to find that closure for yourself. You know what I'm saying? Like, you get to a point where you get tired of wanting to prove yourself to people. It's like, okay, you know what? Like, I had an incident happen where I fell out with a family member, and she decided to go and vent to other family members and, and told them a situation that had nothing to do with what she was mad at me about. So my family mm. started looking at me in a certain way, and, you know, it got to a point where, like, it, it just got real chaotic to, like, where drama was coming on Facebook, and I had to block everyone. And I was hurt for the longest time because, you know, when when my family argued, we talked we talked just like we random bitches in the street. I'm just trying to be honest. I say hurtful things too. I'm not playing victim, but 
I blocked them and everything, but it took for one of the cousins to reach out to me, I think a year and a half later, and she was like, you know, honestly, looking back at it, you weren't wrong, and I could see, I I know how this person can be, and I know they can over-exaggerate things. And I wasn't even looking for that apology. I had already found peace in it within myself, but when you find closure, trust me, you're going to get, when you find closure within yourself, the closure that you wasn't even looking for, it may come around years later. Like, I have another prime example. When I was in ninth grade, I was dating a senior, and he cheated on me because I refused to give my virginity to him. And that fucked with me for the longest time. Like, I know I said before that molestation played a part in my promiscuity, but also getting rejected Mm. by somebody and getting cheated on played a part in it too. Like, well, I don't want the next person to cheat on me, so maybe I I should give them Mm -hmm. something. And it's like, you know, it fucked with me because I always questioned, like, I I questioned my insecurities after a while. Like, you know, like, he projected that onto me, made me feel like, oh, I cheat on you because you didn't do this. And I think, like, five years later, I think I had to be 19 or 20, he, no, I had to be, like, 21, 22. He just reached out to me on Facebook and was like, I want to apologize for cheating on you back then, um, I'm in a relationship, mm. and, you know, I know I know they say karma come back tenfold, but she cheated on me ten plus times, and it made me think about what I did to you. When you don't, when you find that closure for yourself, it's gonna come back around to where you get it or you don't. But just be content with finding it for yourself, and you know the universe is gonna play itself out. You know, what I'm saying you're gonna get the answers. It's gonna make sense one day. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, uh, That's so true. My, my last one is, uh, do you feel unforgiving someone makes it easier for us to not have to – wait. Do you feel unforgiving someone, like not wanting to forgive them, makes it easy for us to not have to hold ourselves accountable? Mm. Do I think <laughs> unforgiveness <laughs> makes us not hold uh, – <laughs> I just want to say real quick. Uh, yeah. What you want to say? Go ahead. When Queen K do, mm, that means, bitch, I'm cussing you out after the fucking podcast. (laughs) I just want y'all to know that. I'm not safe after this. (laughs) Because when you just read it again, like, I read the question, I'm like, hmm. Then when you just read it, I'm like, uh. Do I think not forgiving someone will make me not hold myself accountable mm-hmm. or not fess up to my part is what you – okay, yes. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm just – hey, this is an open platform. Um, <laughs> it takes two people to have a conflict. Even if you're the mm-hmm. one being hurt, it's something that happened. You know, you weren't all innocent. And I know what well, for me. I can only speak for me right now. For mm-hmm. me, like, when someone has hurt me, I know that I'm the type of person that will hurt you back and I'll be waiting on an apology, but nine times out of ten, I owe them an apology as well. And if I just say, well, forget it, I ain't going to, I ain't, nah. I feel like that right there is telling me, oh, you don't want to, you don't want to say you sorry, but you want them to say you sorry. So I'll just say, forget it. I, I don't forget mm-hmm. it. Just so I won't have right. to relive it or I won't have to fess up to my wrongdoings in the situation myself. Like I said, y'all, I'm yeah. still working on me. Um, but yeah, <laughs> I do think that unforgiveness, will make you forget that it's a part in there that you play too. You know, we don't think about it as that. Like, everybody, most people, um, 
They do this tit-for-tat thing. You heard me, I'm going to hurt you back. It might not be mm-hmm. that same day, that same situation, but later on down the line, you're going yep. to get hurt. Like when y'all, uh, yesterday, um, self-love is my rehab, when y'all were talking about the best man situation. And, yeah. you know, even though, girl, I was on the phone answering the question too, like, no, uh-uh. So, but with that situation, she had endured hurt, you know, from him cheating uh, years after year, you know, with that football stuff, years after year, of him, multiple women now. Yep. But she never said nothing. She stuck in there until one night she just said, forget it, I'm going to go ahead. He probably didn't cheat that night. He didn't cheat that <laughs> night. But because he had in the past, she she wanted to say, okay, I got you, and I'm going to do one better. Like, women were hurtful. We we always go above and beyond. Like, she doesn't have to get the best friend, yeah. the best man. She could have just got somebody random on the street like he did. But we hit for the jugular. And I will not forgive somebody just so that I won't have to say I'm sorry too. So, yeah, Mm. I respect it. When I when I came up with this question, I came across a meme that said the relationships that we have is a reflection of ourselves. And I heard back in high school Mm. in my psychology class that no one can do anything to you unless you allow them. So it's like for me in relationships, I never wanted to. I always wanted to play the victim. I never took accountability mm-hmm. for any of my actions. You know what I'm saying? Like, all of my boyfriends, nope, they hurt me. They lied to me. Mm-hmm. But now doing a, a, um, a look back on them, you know, I had I was, I was very aggressive. I talked at them. I had this attitude, like, I don't need them. And it's like I played that role of being the victim, acting like I was this perfect person that just gave my all, but... I gave my all to hide the fucked up ways I had. Because, oh, I was a bitch. Like, if you wanted to tell me about myself, <laughs> I turned the radio up. Or I talked over you. Or, you know, like, I, <laughs> I'm not perfect. But it's like, mm. you know, when, because, you know, like, time, you know, after a while when you break up with somebody, some way, somehow, the universe brings them back around to where you have a talk yeah. about the relationship. And, you know, they had fucking amnesia. Like, I didn't do that much to you. And I'm like, yes, the fuck you did. But I never held myself accountable for what I did in that, mm-hmm. you know, in those relationships. And, like, I, you know, it's like you said, it takes two to make a conflict. So that made me think about it because I'm like, okay, I can't keep a relationship because I'm struggling with the relationship with myself. Because you got to think about it. A lot of stuff that we don't like about other people, it's because it's stuff about us that, you know, that we don't like within ourselves. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. It's as crazy as it sounds. So it's like, that's why I'm like, okay, well, if I can't forgive somebody else for doing something like that, and I know that I've done some fucked up things, and I be wanting to be on people's good side, why can't I give them mercy? Why can't I give them the same gesture? Why can't I admit that this person is, is human? Now, don't get me wrong. You have narcissistic people out here who know what the fuck they be doing, and they are okay with their fucked up ways and want to manipulate. But at the same time, they're still human. I just don't want to be around that chaotic shit. Mm-hmm. But I can still forgive them. You get what I'm saying? Like, everybody everybody needs understanding. Like, like so that that's why I came up with that question. But thank you for answering. Oh, yeah, no problem, girl. Shoot. <laughs> I was like, mm, yeah, she go ask it. She don't ask it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shoot. Okay, um... From the two, the two that really stuck out to me, um, my aspect is called hard truth. Um, okay, okay, so in one of them, 
Pastor Mike Todd said, we are so quick to manifest and fast for change, but we can't do the same for forgiveness. Do you manifest more so for fast? I mean, do you manifest or fast more so for change or for forgiving people? Okay. So I'm going to be so honest with you. I have mm-hmm. not fasted since the first time we fasted. I'm working on that. I'm a work okay. in progress. But I man, I meditate and I manifest mm-hmm. to become a better person. And I feel like with becoming a better person, that helps me to be more open-minded and understanding two things. It helps me to be more aware of my, of my fucked up ways, if that makes sense. And it helps me to want to look at my, because, like, with, with meditating, you, you get a lot of clarity, you know what I'm saying, with stuff. Mm-hmm. And when doing shadow work, you got to look at, you got to look at the demons that you battle. So I, I don't really, how can I put it? I don't meditate for forgiveness, but becoming a better person, I feel like it will help me to forgive a person because forgiving is very hard for me. I said it before on my other mm-hmm. podcast. I, I have a hard time forgetting, and that makes me not want to forgive them all over again because I overthink a lot. So, like, I hope I didn't butcher that because, like, when, when I meditate, no. I don't be thinking about, like, God, please help me forget somebody. I'd be like, help me to understand why this happened. And then when I, I guess mm. when I understand it, then maybe I can be able to forgive it, if that makes sense. What about you? Well, this was an eye-opener for me um, because when he spoke the words, I was just like, oh, my God, this is me. Like he was saying, like with his uh, crazy faith unlocked, he was like people was, you know, believing God to pay off their student loans and buy them a new car and give them a new house. He was like, I have millions of y'all pouring in. He said, but not one person said they won't help with forgiveness of somebody else that hurt them. And when I fast and when I manifest, it's usually for something to change in my life, like me moving, me mm. uh, being financially stable. Like I manifest for all that, but I not once did I manifest to heal from the hurt, you know, or to ask God to help me to learn how to forgive. You know, I didn't fast on, you know, forgiveness at all, and I missed the mark, I feel like. Um, because that's mm. something very vital and important to my life. Like that's hindering me from growing into the woman that I want to be because I'm holding on to so much of this baggage from unforgiveness that I can't elevate. I don't care if God gives me a, a 10 million right now. I'm still going to be battling with this hurt. You know, I'm still going to be battling with my trust issues. I'm still going to be battling with the fact that, oh, you did me wrong, so I'm not going to help you, you know. That's where I need mm-hmm. to start at in order for God to truly be blessing me. Like, he blesses me now. But mm-hmm. in order to truly appreciate and use that blessing to help someone else, I have to ask God right. to help me with forgiveness of someone else that hurt me because I'm missing my I'm missing my blessing by not being able to give, you know, without the, the, oh, you hurt me, so I'm not going to give to you. Uh, oh, well, you should have thought about that before you did that. No. No, we still supposed to give mm-hmm. to those people too. So yeah, because right. God can keep giving to us, and I know we miss the mark on a daily basis. I know for me, <laughs> I miss the mark. I'm not perfect, yes. you know that. But if He can still yes. give to me, I should be able to do the same. So yeah, I realize that I definitely manifest and fast for change more so than I do for the forgiveness of others. So yeah, mm. <laughs> eye opener. <laughs> uh, okay, yes. uh, my next question is. 
If forgiveness is the key to a healthy mental and physical state, why is it so hard for us to do? And do you think we use that hurt and pain as our shield? Um, I feel like it's hard for us to forgive because we feel like it's a weakness. You know, okay, like, mm-hmm. prime example, back in high school, when a person got their ass jumped in, or they got their ass beat and they didn't come back to fight, are oh, you weak? You get what I'm saying? We look at forgiveness mm-hmm. as accepting it. And like you said, like, you know, a lot of times when we forgive, we've been, we've been controlled. Like, when you've been in emotional or physical abusive relationships, you know, whether and that's with, like, family members, friends, and relationships. When you've been in that where you're forced to forgive but also still accept that person, especially in the black community, oh, well, that's still family. It's like mm-hmm. have this guard up because it's like, okay, I'm forced to deal with it with this family member, but I ain't got to deal with it with you. You know what I'm saying? It's easy for us to cut off friends and not grieve that friendship. You know, it's easy for us yeah. to hold our guard up in relationships, even if we accept them back and we forgive them. But it's like, do we really forgive them? Because the hurt and the thoughts, we think about it constantly. And we have that shield up. It is mm-hmm. our shield to play damage control because it's hard pulling yourself back up from pain. And I'm not even trying to be funny. Yeah. I don't think we know how to really deal with our pain in the black community because at funerals, oh, they wouldn't want you to cry. It's a celebration. You know, when you, when, yep. when you cry, you want, me, you want me to give you a reason to cry, go take your ass to bed. It's punishment with it. Or like when you try to talk to somebody, oh, well, they did the best they could. We don't know how to comfort each other. We can laugh at each other. Nope. We la- okay, on some real shit, it's not funny, but Tyree, he was really having a breakdown with his, with his baby mama not letting mm. him see his kids. They got fucking, they got fucking memes now. Like, oh, sorry. Like, oh, God. We make, we make yeah, fun sorry, of pain before, I'm sorry, y'all, we, we working on it, but we just left me. I'm thinking about the memes, but it's like we, it, but prime example, we, we would laugh at it, you know what I'm saying, before comforting it. So it's like forgiveness is looked at like a weakness, but I'm learning that there's a difference between accepting and understanding. I can understand that you have some more battles and that, you know, you're hurting, but I don't have to put myself in that, and I don't have to accept it. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to normalize that in families, too. You don't have to accept what a person is doing. I understand it. I'm going to love you from a distance, but don't force me to be around you if I don't feel comfortable. That part. That part, right? That was well said, Complex. Um I'm sorry, y'all, that I laughed because the meme just instantly popped in my head. And, it, it, oh, that was bad. Please, y'all. I said I was not laughing at that man's pain and hurt. Uh-huh. Right. Okay. Um, okay. Pastor Mike Todd said that our truth is not valid because we're only living in a reality of our perception. Do you feel that our truths are distorted and we are really holding on to false perceptions? Now, the reason I ask is because when he did the series, he put on the purple glasses, and he kept mm-hmm. trying to tell the dude, like, no, my truth is that paper is, like, purple, and the dude was like, no, it's yellow. And he started getting mm-hmm. angry because the dude didn't see it his way, but the dude was really just looking from the outside, and he saw yellow, which the color was yellow. So that's mm-hmm. where I got the question from. Okay, repeat the question one more time. Do you say I just want to okay. make sure I answer right. Do you feel... 
Uh-huh. Do you feel that our truths are distorted and we are really holding on to false perceptions? Um, I wouldn't say that we're holding on to false perceptions because, honestly, we all see stuff differently. And it's crazy, mm-hmm. though. Queen K, I, I was going to send you the episode, but I know friend zone sometimes is too long. It's like two hours. But they was talking about the science of forgiveness. <laughs> <laughs> and I just think that we look at everybody has different levels of forgiveness because on that episode, Fran was talking about how it was a little boy that got kidnapped and took out into the woods by his kidnapper. He got stabbed multiple times and he got shot. Um, he woke up mm. with just a headache and he was blinded in one eye. He lived. So years later, the same kidnapper was on his deathbed. And, you know, the cop that was, that had the boy's case told them, told him about it, like, you should go, you know what I'm saying, handle that. The guy went and basically prayed over, like, he went mm. to go to, like, this person that kidnapped him, he went and prayed with him. You feel what I'm saying? And, you know, Dustin and Asante was like, I don't know if my level of forgiveness is on that level. I think that we just all see things differently. You know what I'm saying? Because, you yeah. know, Pastor Mike Todd, he's seen the light purple, but the other one see no, it's, it's yellow. Like, we all see it differently. The way that, you know, you would take something, somebody else wouldn't take it like that. You get what I'm saying? True. But don't don't be hard on yourself if you see it the way that you see it. You know what I'm saying? As you get older and as you start to understand things, you will come back around to understand, like, you know, okay. Like, like you, you, you start to understand stuff more and more as you get older and as you reflect on it more. You look at it in different ways. Like, mm-hmm. me with my mom. I couldn't forgive her at first. I, I was like, how dare you, you know what I'm saying, put, like, you know, drugs before us? How dare you put relationships before us? For me to finally get older and realize, okay, yeah, addiction is very strong. And, you know, when you're finding yourself, you don't know how to play every role because you're still trying to figure out mm-hmm. who you are. You know what I'm saying? Like, everything looks different. What about you? Oh. For me, I, I first off, I agree with everything you said because that's how I was feeling at first. Like, um, you know, when we, I don't feel like it's false perception, so to say, mm-hmm. only because you know we live most of it. Like our truth is stuff that we live through, and mm-hmm. I know, like when me and you say, you know, we're living our truth, so there's nothing nobody can say about it to hurt or offend us. But I feel like. Only time I speak about my truth is when it's something that I've lived through. So I don't. But hold on, see. Okay, so now I'm I'm confused because how that person see it is different, you know? Because um, mm-hmm. we all have our own perceptions. So I think that's maybe where he came from with the false perception situation because mm-hmm. that person has their own perception of what happened, and then you have your truth or your perception of it. So um, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I. I I'm I'm conflicted with that question. I got to do some soul searching, y'all. Uh, that question, <laughs> I thought of the question and it knocked me off my square. But <laughs> but yeah, I gotta I gotta look back at some stuff. Um, yeah, but I do feel like if we're living, if we say we're living our truth, it's something that we have physically endured, you know, or mentally endured, so we know what happened, you know. So yeah, that part. My last question is uh, what part of your life does God need to put the frame on for you to sit and focus? 
me sitting alone with myself. <laughs> he needs to put the frame on that <laughs> for, for me to see why it's so hard for me to sit with myself and why it's so hard for me to want to get to know myself. You know, because like I was critiqued, I was critiqued so much growing up. So I don't know how to celebrate my small wins and to celebrate myself when I've mm-hmm. done something. So I just want him to put a frame on that to show me that I'm dope. That I don't need to be around others to get that validation for myself. You know what I'm saying? And like, yeah, I I I give I give it to him because if he can help me with that, I won't attach myself in an unhealthy way to people. Like, I won't, you know, like, because attachment issues is unhealthy. It's so unhealthy Mm -hmm. because it's like I'm over here wanting to be up under you all this time, and it's like I'm not even doing it for myself. I'm basically living for you. And in a sense, we kind of lose respect for people that don't have respect for themselves. That's just my take on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Uh, what is my take on this? Uh, I feel like I feel like God needs to put the frame around me in general, like my life, um, framing around my parenting. Um, just so I, because like he was saying in the episode, he was like the enemy will put a smaller frame around the same picture but make you feel like it's not worth it to obtain because, you know, what is that? You know, the image is distorted. But when God puts the frame around, you see the whole picture. And right now I feel like I'm going through a phase with my parenting where the enemy is trying to show me this little bitty picture, and I feel like nothing I'm doing is working, nothing I'm doing is getting to my kids. Um, I just want them to succeed. I just want want to be a good parent. You know, I want to be a good leader to them. My, my main goal is to lead them to God, you know. My main goal is to make sure they're healthy every day, but I'm not seeing that stuff. I'm just seeing this little bitty picture, you know. It gave me a little glimpse, so you might be doing right, but then something happens, and I'm like, okay, well, what the hell now? Like, I am, right. I, I'm really asking God right now to just put the frame around my parenting. I need to sit in this and figure it out. He has been expanding the frame for me so I can see like, I just had a whole little uh, revelation today about how to how to really get in there with my kids. I've realized that my kids have been so consumed in um, TV and these phones and these electronics that I haven't been giving their brains a break. They, they need to regroup. You know, I don't watch as much TV as they do, or I'm not on my phone as much as they are. Like, they're literally mm-hmm. on their phones when they wake up in the morning to when they go to bed. And then they're on their laptops throughout the day, but their brain is not given time to reset. And then it's a lot of spirits that that's roaming in these shows that come out in these kids. They need a break. So um, sit with your kids. Do a Bible plan again. You know, talk to mm-hmm. them. Pray over them. You know, let them express to you how they're feeling about certain situations. Journal with them. You know, make it fun to where your kids, are not so consumed in this stuff. So I'm just, so God is expanding the frame for me. But right now that's what I'm really asking God to frame for me is my parenting because that's the part where I feel like I'm struggling with right now. So, yes. Oh, right. Like that. Thank you. Thank you. All right, y'all. So we, that was a good ass. I'm sorry. I don't know if I can say good ass. <laughs> what? It's our platform. The heck? Okay. Because I was just, 
I was just talking about Pastor Mike Todd and God, and I didn't want to ask. <laughs> he but does. I just said it now. He, he said, hey, oh, yeah, he said. He said, they don't see that hoe no more. Oh, crack it up. Okay, but yeah, that was my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> that was my favorite one. But anyway, um, <laughs> that was a good-ass segment, Complex. Um, that really, it wasn't as triggering as I thought, but it did definitely make me realize that I have some stuff to work on. Like your last question mm-hmm. and my third question, uh-huh, I got to gotta get some stuff together with them too. Um, okay, so we're going to jump right into the girl I got some, I mean, no, the as a woman, I'm sorry, y'all. We're going to jump right into the as a woman question, complex with that as a woman question. So since yesterday was Mother's Day out there, I thought it would be a good time to talk about what good what good qualities did the woman in your life pass down to you? Ooh, Joyce Ann. Uh, <laughs> shout out to my mama, y'all. Um, the thing that she passed down to me that I'm learning to just jump into is just being real. My mama is out the gate. This is what you get. I'm loud. Um, and her favorite line is effortless. They can't take a joke, but it was that realness, um, that she passed down to me. I will say she is the same from when she was younger to now. When she wake up in the morning, she's going to be the same joke. Baby, you going to get Joyce and no tape. Like even my friends, they just be like, that's your mom? Yeah. <laughs> but they grown to love her. Like, this is just her. She's always been like this. Um, and I also say her work ethic. Um, I got this from my mom. Like, uh, she she will work. She will work, baby. Like, it don't matter. She'll handle a household in a minute by herself. Um, you know, because you know, we wasn't always fortunate and all this stuff. It was blah, 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 blah. But, you know, past and past. But mm-hmm. she will hold it down. She will get up early in the morning, go to work, come home. Um, cook, clean, you know, help us with homework. Like, she instilled that motherhood into me. Like, the same stuff that I saw her doing coming up, I'm doing now with my kids, like working these jobs, uh, coming home, cooking dinner, da-da-da-da. So, yeah, I will say those are the qualities that Joyce has given me. Um, I'm forever thankful for them. I don't feel like I tell her I appreciate her enough. But, yeah, that's my mom, y'all. And most of y'all know her. Whoever tuned in, y'all know who she is. Complex know who she I'm is. Just, so, yeah. I'm just laughing because I thought about the zoo situation when you was like, she loud. And they told her that she was carrying the money. <laughs> <laughs> My mom almost got kicked out of the zoo, y'all, because she was loud. And she knows she loud. But she went to the Detroit Zoo and was loud, like louder than the animals. And they came to her like, ma'am, you're scaring the animals. If you're going to keep me alive, we're going to ask you to leave. <laughs> Okay. And she got mad. She got mad. She <laughs> people out, but I'm <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, sorry. I had to That's say funny. that. Oh, the good qualities <laughs> my mom. <laughs> the good qualities my mom and my grandma passed down to me uh, was their strength. Um, like, like, like you told me before, I said what God didn't give you and how He gave you strength. Uh, I realized how yeah. strong I am. Um, my mama passed down her realness too. Like she, my mama didn't fear nobody, <laughs> and that's something that I nope. lived in fear. And <laughs> I'm just now starting to like I don't care anymore. 
you know, I'm going to speak my truth. Like, I'm just now starting to get a sense of calmness because when when you fear stuff, people going they, they, they don't take advantage of that. So she passed that down mm-hmm. to me. Um, her and my grandma both passed down uh, their intelligence, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. my grandma and my mama, you know, both was, like, very serious about education. You know, like my, my, my mama graduated a semester early, uh, and my mama gave me her sense of humor. Like, that's one thing that makes me feel good. <laughs> Whenever I call, people be like, like, my cousin be like, oh, my God, it's so hard to hear your voice because you sound just like her. But I'm just glad that I can still give people a piece of her, you know. First, it was hard for me to look in the mirror because I'm like, God damn, I look like her. But I'm glad because, you know, like, I know that she's still here some way, somehow through me. Yeah. So, yeah. Happy Mother's yeah. Day, y'all. Happy belated Mother's Day. Yeah. Happy, yeah. Happy belated Mother's Day. Um, The girl I see you moment. Complex, who you shouting out? I just want to shout out all moms. Like, um, when y'all take pictures with y'all kids, y'all don't show the stress. Y'all don't show none of the stress. Um. I'm going to just keep saying, I know I dedicated to moms last time, but it was Mother's Day yesterday, and I'm just like, I don't know if I could do it. Like, I know God won't put more on your plate than you can handle, but y'all make this motherhood look easy. And I just want to say I see y'all again, like, honestly. It's greatly appreciated, honey. But you know what? You just gave me an idea for a dope photo shoot. I'm going to show the stress, baby, Okay. That's gonna be no, the next photo shoot. <laughs> oh God! I want to know what I actually look like. Okay, oh, so y'all can see. That's yeah. But uh, for my girl, I see you moment. Um, it is. I mean, you know, it's just to celebrate all the queens, all the mothers out there, all the new mommies. Um, congratulations to uh, Miss Angie. She just had uh. Her, her daughter just had uh, a boy, May 8th, the day before Mother's Day, so she's welcome into the Mother's Club. So welcome, welcome, welcome. Um, mm-hmm. it's, no, it's no handbook, baby. It's no handbook. Uh, prayer. <laughs> prayer works. Meditating. Yes. That works. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, but, yeah, just to all the queens out there doing it, um, like I said before, anybody that's out there following their dream, keep going. Keep going. Don't let nobody stop you. You got this. You know, you are amazing. Your day should match your energy and just know that your energy is on high every day. You know, keep that crown high. So, yeah, uh, that is my girl. I see you. So uh, we're going to jump right into the girl. I got something to say. Uh, Y'all, what was I about to say? Because it was something that I wanted to say. Hmm. Oh, I know what it is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, go ahead, but what's your question? No, no, I'll let you go first, though, so you won't forget. Oh, okay, so I was just about to say, um, I don't really try to get into all this COVID stuff and all this stuff, but um, somebody had brought to my attention, like, how is it that Michigan is the hottest, like, the hot spot when you have all these other cities open? I personally feel like numbers might be flaked, you know, a little bit, because... Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, um, you know, all these testing centers, all these vaccines, and they at one point they were saying that we were getting better. Next minute you look around, it's all sky high. My thing is to everybody, stop living in fear. Talk to the man mm-hmm. above. Um, that's the only one that can get us through this. 
I feel like it's an attack on my mental state by me worrying. Mm -hmm. That's what they want me to do. They want me to worry because they're putting all the bad stuff. It's a lot of good stuff happening in the world, but we don't see that. In the forefront, we see all the negative stuff, you know, the the fearful stuff, the stuff that make you want to just keep your kids in your house and board up your windows and your doors and don't go nowhere. That's the type of stuff that they put on the news. All of the killings and all this stuff. No, y'all, it's peace out here. They just don't want you to see that. So you have to manifest and pray a lot. Just pray, pray for the world. Like my in my daily prayer every day is, God, heal your world. Heal your people, Lord Jesus. Bless us all. Forgive us all and continue to love us all. Like that's what I say every day verbatim, every morning when I pray. But, um, yeah, y'all, just, just don't let the negative get in your mind. Always replace it. When you hear something negative, my new step is to replace it with three positive things. And watch you push that out, you know, because you can't can't hold on to all that stuff. Don't worry. Mm-hmm. You gave it to God. Like I said in my quote, if you just took your hands off of it, don't worry about it no more. Don't let it occupy space. So complex. What was your question, babe? So I came across something. I just wanted to take on it. Um, this girl had said, I think her name is at underscore in Ken. And what the fuck is it? So I'm gonna spell it. Underscore <laughs> underscore underscore i n C A N D E S T E N C. So I don't know, but yeah, in Candace, I think. But she said on tweet on Twitter, I said it before. People hate seeing single moms win because they believe she should suffer for the poor choice she made in men. What's your take on that, girl? Okay, I feel like it is people out there that's counting against us. Because, one, they already see women as the weaker sex. And then the fact, like, like for me, okay, I can, I can speak for me. I know it's people out there that, that's not happy with me being this mother of three and figuring it out, you know, because it's so mm-hmm. easy for them to pacify and make excuses for why the fathers have walked out. And I feel like, mm-hmm. be, well, you should have knew better from the first situation to not have no more. Why would you have another kid? Okay, look, that's my business. If you're not going to help me, like, I still, I firmly believe in it takes a village, right? But if you're not going to help me and you're just going to be negative about it, just walk away from me. I feel like they do put single mothers down as being successful. It is some people out there that praise them, but it's not, it's not many. It's not at all. Like, they, they rather see you out here struggling. They rather see you out here begging for help, begging these no good I'm going to call them niggas because that's, you know, that's <laughs> when they know good. I'm not going to say men because men will stick in there with their kids. These niggas out here, they won't. They'll walk away and leave you to foot the bill, and they want to see you beg and crawl and scrape. No, baby, I got this. I I, mm-hmm. I got this. Um, For my youngest son's father, I, you know what? I done went there. Oh, well, forget it. I can speak about me. <laughs> but. My oldest two, like, I feel like it's somewhere deep down inside. And I could be wrong, but I'm. this is just how I'm feeling. I'm feeling like he's counting on me to fail because he hasn't been there. I really feel like that to the core of me. I feel like he's waiting on me to drop the ball so he can say, I told you so, because he didn't spend his time getting his quote-unquote life together. No, I have to figure this out with these kids. And I feel like we don't get enough credit to be holding it down like we do. Like, there's no reason, but, like, people will say, well, that's the man you chose, and that's the first thing they say. No, they knew mm-hmm. when I got pregnant. I told him, you know, he was there. So 
it takes two to get me pregnant. I didn't, you know, clearly it was love involved or it's whatever. It wasn't, no, no. but clearly it was something involved for mm-hmm. me to lay down and have a baby with them. And some women, it's not even, you know, sometimes it's a mistake. You know, sometimes it's an accident. I won't say a mistake. Sometimes it's an accident when they get pregnant. You know, they don't know. Mm-hmm. And the guy is presenting this character as if he's going to be there. He's there. Then he just walk out. And then it's left to us. But they blame us for picking that type of guy. Well, we don't know when they're constantly showing us when we're, you know, when they're showing us another image of themselves. They're not showing us the real them. So it's hard. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I do think that single mothers do not get the credit that we deserve. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um Okay, y'all, so we're going to jump right into, oh, we didn't got to the end of the show, y'all. Y'all noticed the closed caption of the show. That's my sexy voice. But um, we're going to jump right into that no apology thought and no self-affirmation complex. It's on you. Okay, so I've got two um, no apology thoughts. The first one is practice the pause, pause before assuming, pause before accusing. Pause whenever you're about to react harshly and you'll avoid doing or saying things you'll later regret. This is something that I need to do. I uh, sometimes <laughs> react before I think, and I let my emotions mm. get the best of me, and I will move with impulsiveness, and you got to pause. Like, you really have to pause because if you let your anger get the best of you, there's some things that you will not be able to come back from. You know, I'm really understanding now, you know, when they say, like, don't think out of, like, you know, temporary emotions. Like, don't, because we self-sabotage and we do some fucked up shit. So please try to practice the pause. It's hard. It's hard, okay? I have been practicing road rage, but today Queen K was on the phone with me, and this one person just did some dumb shit. And I was like, bitch, what the fuck? And I honked the horn. But I should have paused. <laughs> I should have paused. I'm working on it. And my other one is um, outgrow your own bullshit. I stopped blaming others. I started owning my mistakes and being accountable. Um, I started reflecting over my own actions, words, patterns, and behaviors. I started changing myself instead of changing the world. I started admitting where I was wrong. I realized it's not always the others. When you're always pointing fingers at others, you forget to clean up your own mess. And that was by the Mind Journal. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, that that's, it goes back to my question that I asked earlier. Like, you know, we got to learn to hold ourselves accountable, too. You know what I'm saying? It's easier to point the, the blame is somebody else that you got three fingers pointed back at you saying when you're going to get your shit together. So, you know, yes. judge not me unless you be judged first. That's all I'm going to say. And myself, I found this Judge your mama. <laughs> yeah, judge your mama. I found a self-forgiveness <laughs> affirmation on Google. It's by livingprettyhappy.com. It says, I am human. I acted in the best way I was capable of in that moment. I have grown as a person. I am grateful for increased insight and opportunity to make a better choice from now on. I accept this about myself. I allow myself to be at peace with this. I forgive myself. And that is my mm. self-affirmation for the week. Yes. So That was dope. With that being said, thank you. I am Complex Angel. I'm Navaj. And I'm Queen K. I'm the Vision. Y'all, we out. We out.